Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to another episode. Here we are again, episode number two. It's a real thing now. Last episode, we explored the idea of what 2020 is about and maybe looking at it from a slightly different perspective, that we're not just going to kind of write this year off, that this maybe was even the year that we all wanted, that we were asking for, and maybe the gift was delivered just maybe not in the format that we expected. So I was kind of explaining the idea of this being the cocoon when we go in and we do our introspective work and then we're going to come out as beautiful butterflies. So one thing that's really great about this year, and I think a lot of people have been diving into in different capacities, is finding ways to simplify their life. One thing we've found here in Perth, Western Australia, they're starting to lift some of the restrictions And although we're allowed to kind of catch up with our friends, we're like, oh, well, we don't need to go out every single night. Maybe we can just stay at home and do something pleasant at home and that type of thing as well. I know some people have also been cleaning out their homes and, you know, getting rid of clutter and junk and all those types of things. I think what's really happened in this last few months since the pandemic is we're all starting to realise what's really important and how much clutter there is in life. I think there's so much that occupies our mental space, our physical space, that detracts us from what we actually find important. And, of course, there are very smart people out there in advertising and marketing that can pull our attention different ways. And we think that we need to worry about making sure we have the latest label or making sure we're doing this or maybe we're keeping up with the Joneses. And now that we can't keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses are locked in their house, we're actually finding out what's important to us. Friends, family, nature, different things like that have really come up for me and and where I spend my time and dedicate my energy. So today what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk around that theme of simplifying our life. We're going to start off by exploring some crystals and essential oils that I think can really help to facilitate that kind of change in our lives and how to simplify our lives and support us in simplifying our lives. I'm going to drop in a bit of angel talk today if that's okay. And also, in the second half, we're going to explore how to simplify your crystal and your essential oil work, your discovery of these, because I find a lot of people dive in, they're eager beavers at the start, which is awesome, but then they get overwhelmed and they end up missing all the good stuff as well. So that's what we're going to dive into. So let's start off looking at a crystal that can really help with simplifying your life. And it's a crystal called prehnite, spelled P-R-E-H-N-I-T-E. Now, green crystals, you could even have some prehnite around, but green crystals, there's a lot of them, many different varieties, and they can be really hard to identify. Um, Quite regularly, I get emails and messages from beautiful people like yourself saying, can you tell me what this crystal is? And I try my best to get back to everyone in a timely manner, um, but... 
when it's a green crystal, it can be really quite challenging working out what it is because there are so many. But prenite tends to be a greeny yellow kind of crystal. It is kind of, um, it can sometimes look something like chrysoprase if you're familiar with chrysoprase as well. But you know, if you're not too sure what it looks like, jump off this once I finish talking and do a Google and you'll get a bit of an idea of it as well. I love this real kind of earthiness that prenite has. And prenite has sometimes been nicknamed as the Feng Shui stone because it helps us to clear away on a practical level, on a physical level, what doesn't serve us. And it isn't interesting when we decorate our house or, you know, fill a space, we'll go, oh, there's an empty corner. I need to go and buy something to put in the corner, just to fill a corner. And I often find that the state of your house is the state of your mind. Have a look around your house right now if you're at home and go, okay, if that's the state of my house, what's happening in my mind? Do you notice? I really notice how much when I tidy my house and have everything in its place, I can really, my mind just flows a lot better. I'm allowed to, I can write a lot better. Um, you know, where I'm recording this podcast now in my healing room, or I call my magic room as well, everything's in its place. And it just, it helps me to get my thoughts back in order and in a lot of structure as well. So prenite is a really great crystal to have around, to wear, if you know that you tend to be a bit of a hoarder, tend to have a lot of clutter, and can also be used as you go through this process of looking at everything in your house and going, do we really need that? Can I get rid of that? is there a need for that and that kind of thing you know this is good old comrie does this bring me joy anymore um if it hasn't been touched in six months do we really need it would it be better would it be more rewarding to someone else for it to be in their home as well so prenite's absolutely amazing for helping you be quite vigilant if you tend to be like oh but i really like that board game that we played four years ago and maybe we'll play it again in the next six months Mm, probably not prenite will help you to actually discover that and be you know be be quite clear on, I love this, it must stay, and that, yeah, it can probably go, and that type of thing as well. Not only is it good for helping you physically decluttering your life, it can be used energetically. Um, it's a really great crystal to wear on a regular basis, or just slip in your pocket, or women love to have it in their bra as a constant detoxer, detoxing your energy if you're trying to do a bit of health detoxing at the moment also really good for the mind. Now, do you ever try and ma- uh, try and meditate and you'll close your eyes? It's nice and peaceful for a moment. And then you start to wonder what you should have for dinner. And oh, I need to call mum. And all these thoughts start coming into your head. Well, pre-night is a really good crystal for helping to focus the mind. If you want to bring in an essential oil for that, try putting a dab of basil essential oil on your third eye chakra. Basil helps to put a scorpion in the mind and really helps you to focus as well. So a really great one with meditation. But these two together can work really, really well. Pre-night also has a bit of a... um, tradition or is being used for shamanic journeying or going on deep vision quests or any kind of meditation where you're visualizing yourself going somewhere or having visions or that type of thing as well because when we clear our space and we clear our mind and we simplify we create a bit of a void and more profound things can come in when we're worrying about all this mess that's around us 
our mind is scattered and we can't allow that clear energy to come in. Prenote is also a really great um, crystal to have to really um, simplify your schedule. So if you need to cut things out of your schedule and work out what needs to be gone or what needs to be cut, then I would grab some prenite and sit with that for a few minutes beforehand and allowing you to make some really clear decisions. So this is an exciting crystal. Um, I would associate it, I love to connect um, each of my crystals to different oils and plants and planets and animals. And the animal that definitely comes through when I'm meditating with prenite would be the lizard. Now lizard, being a cold-blooded animal, relies on fire or relies on heat of the sun to warm it up its passions its fire represents passion is is what keeps um the cold blood animals going when they're warmed up they get moving so lizard can teach us how to tune into what's our what our passions are what we love what we'd love to spend more time on and use that to motivate our actions rather than these obligations and these outside things as well so prenotes are really great um crystal to bring in uh, I, it's a relatively common and affordable crystal it's it could be in your collection already and probably getting neglected mine gets neglected a bit as well um and if not i would definitely recommend trying a piece of well we're talking about you know i, I quite like it that we're talking about decluttering our homes and i'm like but get another crystal that's that's a different case now, the second crystal that I really want to talk about today is another really popular common one. Hopefully, you've got it in your collection. If not, maybe you need to buy two crystals, but it's red jasper. Red jasper, of course, is a nice grounding crystal. It works with our base chakra, which is about grounding, connecting to the earth, feeling safe, steady, everything's reliable, that you can fend for yourself, well-protected, all those types of things as well. What I love about red jasper is it kind of has two contrasting energies dancing within its matrix jaspers are by nature all very grounding nurturing sensible soft in that kind of way but the red jasper also has a connection to the planet of mars and mars we know is that fiery god of war he's about progression he's about going forward he's about making sure that you know we never stop go 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 rules over the sign of Aries. So you've got this kind of nurturing crystal that's like grounding, calming you down, but also encouraging progression. So it's kind of like the energy of the turtle, slow and steady, wins the race type of thing. Red Jasper is a really great crystal for helping to bring more simplicity into your life just by having it around. I find it's great to meditate with and ask the question, what can I let go of? What doesn't need to be in my life? And allow it to bring some awareness bring some insight into what can possibly go it also just by wearing it around will ground you and help you to steady your life and simplify your life as well it's great mentally for stopping the constant barrage of thoughts and dancing around there if they're getting a little bit out of control and one practice that i love to do with red jasper is at the end of the night if you've got one of those days that's just taken over your whole mind and you're feeling really scattered and maybe even going to sleep is a bit of a worry at the moment because it was just too many things on your mind. Go outside, sit with nature, and sit with that red jasper. And I want you to treat it like a worry stone. So just talk to it and tell it your worries. Now, the reason we do this is, do you notice your thoughts? If you tried to map your thoughts, they kind of dance around like a mosquito in a small 
jar or something, trying to get out and that type of thing. I don't know why I came up with that analogy, but hopefully you get what I mean. But when we either write out or speak out loud to someone else or to ourselves or just in our head, we linearize our thoughts. And suddenly they become a lot more manageable. So Red Jasper is an absolutely amazing one to just bring in that grounding energy and then tell it your worries. Send those worries into that crystal if you need to. And the best way to do that is hold the crystal in the hand that you write with. That is known as your projective hand. And so you're sending energy into out of that hand when we write, but also when we're holding our crystal into the hand we write with, sending it into that crystal, and then you leave that red jasper on the earth overnight to take away all those dense energies and be cleansed in the morning, ready to do whatever you want to do with it, or to use it again the following night. This can be a really nice way of just really letting go of those worries and finding a bit more simplicity on the physical, but also on the mental as well. Now, the oil that I love to combine, the essential oil I love to combine with red jasper is definitely cedarwood. Now, for me, when I use cedarwood, I use it for two main reasons. The first one is I love it. It's actually really nice and nourishing for my skin. So I'll pop a drop or two um, with my night moisturizer and rub it over my face. Plus, I'll use it to help improve my quality of sleep. I find it helps me get to sleep quicker and I sleep sounder throughout the night. So I'll rub it on the soles of my feet with a bit of fractionated coconut oil. Um, I will put it in my diffuser, which is next to my bed on my bedside table. And if I'm putting it in my nighttime moisturizer, I'm naturally inhaling it as well. And when we're inhaling oils, it may just feel like, oh, just sniffing something nice. But what happens is that goes through our limbic system, through our olfactory bulb, and talks to our pituitary gland, which is a big major gland of the body. Sometimes I call it the God gland because it secretes all these different hormones that regulate all these different things in our body. And cedarwood helps to calm down the mind. It tells the pituitary, right, start shutting down the system to help us relax and really, really nice in that way. Cedarwood, again, is a base chakra oil. So it helps to ground you, simplify you when you're feeling um, out of control. It gives you that nurturing energy that's all going to be fine. Settle down. It's got a real like shh, shh kind of energy as well. But being from a wood oil, it's also quite strengthening. It can be really quite strengthening in your resolve, in knowing who you are, and being really clear on what boundaries you want and what you don't want. And so I find cedarwood, I find red jasper, and even prenite, all are really good for also people that have problems saying no. Cedarwood, I don't know if you find this, do you ever find that when you're in public, in, in, in a group, maybe with your friends or family, that you lose who you are? You end up becoming a little bit quieter and you kind of get swallowed up in the crowd. Cedarwood, if you think about the tree, big, strong tree, um, you know, roots go deep into the ground, so it's got that power to it, but its branches stretch out. It embraces other people. So whereas other oils such as arborvitae are very much like leave me alone, I need some quiet time, or patchouli can be used for quiet time, or clove can be used for having stronger boundaries, said with staying strong in who you are, not losing who you are, but also embracing other people as well. The cedar tree has been used for centuries as a, um, because the trees are so big, that'd be the wood would be used to make communal buildings, halls and churches and where people would gather. So cedarwood has very much a connection of community, but also 
remaining who are in strong community as well and remaining strong within your community. So that's a really great oil that I would also recommend for a bit of simplicity. There are three other oils that I want to talk about um, that I find are great for simplicity and kind of cutting away the clutter. And these are your grass oils. So these are lemongrass, palmarosa, and citronella. Now, as you continue to um, hopefully enjoy this uh, podcast series, you'll start to see how looking at the plant and understanding the plant will really help you to understand the oil because the oil is basically the gift. It's almost the spirit or the soul of that plant or tree. And so understand, just like when we read an autobiography or see a movie about someone's life, we're like, ah, now I get why they were like they were. Same with the plants. Understand the plant and you'll understand the oil. So we've got citronella, lemongrass, and palmarosa. And when you look at the leaves of these plants, what are they? They're long blades. They're like swords. And so I often refer to lemongrass, first of all, as a sword of light. It cuts away any emotional clutter, any physical clutter. I love it just on my benches. It cleans off everything when I put it on my benches. Renowned for being very detoxifying. I love it in the air. It just cleans the air. It feels so nice when it's diffused. So metaphysically, think of it as your sword of light. It cuts and clears. It's great for cleansing spaces. Put some in a spray bottle with um, some pure water. So when I'm saying pure water, I'm saying straight from nature. Rain, sea, river, lake, that kind of thing. And spritz it around and use that as a space cleanser. Palm Rosa um, has this amazing kind of... Sometimes Palm Rosa has been used as a substitute for uh, oils like rose oil, which is a bit more um, bit more expensive. Has a similar aroma. Um, a friend of mine, or, or the co-author of my book, Gifts of Essential Oils, Vanessa Jean, said that Palm Rosa reminds her of a horse's stable. And I actually would have to agree with that. It's got this kind of straw, but like a, a soft, fragrant, floral straw smell to it. And, you know, I, I find horses beautiful and the idea of a stable quite romantic and, you know, comforting and that type of thing. So Palm Rosa, for me, related to lemongrass, is my sort of love. Really good for clarity of the heart if you need to make a decision about love, whether to get into a relationship, stay in a relationship, or leave a relationship, or you need to lead with love and be more decisive with love. Really good for Librans, Palm Rosa, to help them follow their heart and make decisions. So Palm Rosa is a, your sword of love. So you've almost got lemongrass and Palm Rosa, this sword of light and a sword of love. Citronella is our third one. This is really good for cutting away the influence of pests in your life. Now, I love it when I go outside and I find when the sun starts setting, I live you know, in the bush, mosquitoes around, they start buzzing around. I'll put a bit of citronella in the diffuser outside if I'm sitting outside for a while or just put a little bit in a spray bottle or mix it with fractionated coconut oil and rub that on my skin and the mosquitoes leave me away. Again, what an oil does physically and what the plant offers us, the oil will offer us on that metaphysical level as well. Citronella is really good for helping to keep away pests that drain your energy. It works really well with a chakra called the spleen chakra. Now, the spleen chakra is a lesser known chakra. It's, if you want to know where it is, kind of on your left-hand side, halfway between your heart and your solar plexus chakras. Um, and it's kind of near your lower ribs, and it resonates kind of with the peridot green, halfway yellow, halfway halfway green. Even prenut, the crystal we were talking about before, has a similar kind of color. So citronella is very good at stopping 
the energy zap being zapped or drained out through the spleen chakra. The spleen chakra regulates your uh, your chi or your prana. And you know how in life there, I often say there's two types of people or two types of events or situations. There's angels and there's vampires. And you know exactly who's who. An angel, of course, is someone who, when you've been around them, you just feel better. You feel uplifted. You feel inspired. You feel really motivated in that type of way. A vampire, you know them. They're the ones that when your phone rings and you see their name on it, you're like, oh, do I have to answer? This is going to hurt. <laughs> this is going to drain my energy and that type of thing. So citronella is really good for if you find that you keep on attracting a lot of vampires into your life, not just with people, but also actions as well. I, You know, what's an angel or a vampire for you? I know eating fruit actually gives me, you know, helps me feel a lot better. If I stop eating fruit, I feel drained. That's an angel for me. Fruit's an angel. A vampire for me? Television. I put the television on with the intention of going, oh, I just watched it for half an hour. Three hours later, I can't be bothered doing anything else. I'm just like, oh, just keep watching it until it's bedtime. That type of thing as well. So citronelle is really good at cleansing clarity and making sure the vampires don't drain you. You cut them out of your life. You're able to put those boundaries in that type of thing. So think of these three oils, citronella, palm rosa, and lemongrass as swords, cutting and clarifying and slicing away all that doesn't serve you. So these are some tools of nature that can really help us to get a bit of clarity and a bit of simplicity and a bit of um, focus in our lives. Because when we're able to do that, we're then able to focus on what's truly important to us. And that, I think, is the challenge in our modern day life is that we can't focus on that. You know, I often think to myself when in the past I used to believe a lot more in dragons and mermaids and fairies and unicorns and all those different things. Lots of people, they, they'd come up all the time in their mythologies. But now we're like, oh, no, they don't exist. But maybe, just maybe, it's because we've got too many noises on, too many radios and televisions on, too many bright lights on, that we don't notice those subtle energies that generations past would have noticed so so much more readily. So maybe starting to work with these crystals and these oils, some of those more subtle energies might come up. You might start to notice them in different ways. And who knows how, and we'll have to explore that in another podcast. But there's one final gift I want to draw into your life today that maybe you want to play and dance with, someone who's been coming up a little bit in a lot of different conversations that I've been having with people, and it's an angel, and this angel is Jophiel, J-O-P-H-I-E-L. Sorry, I've got my orthodontic mouth plate in for a couple of months, so some letters like letter J are a bit hard to um, say, but Jophiel. Jophiel is known as the angel of beauty, and she helps us in many different ways to see beauty. First of all, she helps us to see the beauty within ourselves. She also helps us to see the beauty around us. And this is not just like being able to find a hottie in a crowd kind of thing. This is being able to see the divine perfection. Because as we lift our vibration, and I find as we work with oils and crystals and angels and all the things that we explore in this podcast, your vibration starts to lift. You don't get drawn into those pity types of things. You start to see beauty in a different way. You start to see things playing out that maybe some others might see as traumatic or bad and how that's serving people in different ways as well. You know, we talked last week about the COVID-19 pandemic and some people were talking about how it's tra very, very tragic. And yes, the loss of life is definitely that. 
That's tragic. But for us being locked in our houses or not being able to go out or not being able to go to parties or whatever those different things may be, is that tragic? Maybe not. And Jophiel can help us to see that. I'm reminded of a passage by Ramdas, and I'm going to try and recite it and probably ruin it totally. But basically, Ramdas, this great teacher, um, he said, I went walking in the woods one day, and I was looking at all the different trees. And I would understand why this tree has grown that way, and this tree has grown that way. And I kind of just accepted that this one had bent to the side because it was trying to get more sunlight, and this one was you know, had been hit by lightning, so it had lost a branch, and I understood why each tree had grown to be the way it had. But then I went walking through the city, and I looked at the other people, and I realised how we judge them, and what don't try to understand why someone has grown to understand, or why someone has grown the way they have, regardless of what has happened to them in the past. So we could all try and treat people a bit more like trees, and Try and understand why someone is the way they are, not just judge them for who they are. And Joffiel really helps us to drop in and to be able to do that as well. Joffiel is also nicknamed the Feng Shui Angel. And so Joffiel can really help you to cleanse, um, you know, to cleanse your space, to make spaces more beautiful by getting rid of things that don't serve us. A beautiful life is often a simple life. And, you know, the simple things in life are often the best. You know, I can throw a few more cliches in there as well. But that's very much Joffiel's energy. So when you need to kind of see and make things beautiful and beautify your life, your space, your mind, then Joffiel's really beautiful like that. Joffiel often it resonates with a, a golden yellow colour. Angels, um, itch, I love to pair them with different crystals as well. Things like citrine or lemon quartz or even celestite, a blue crystal I find has that real awakening the beauty and seeing the beauty um, around us and within us as well and allowing our beauty to shine. So those crystals um, help us with our confidence, our self-esteem and Joffiel can definitely be helped with our self-esteem as well. So those are a few of my favourite things, crystals, oils and an angel that I'm working with and has been coming up for me in my work recently in my efforts to simplify my life and focus more on what I'm passionate about and allow my passions to drive my actions and my decisions rather than my obligations or my shoulds and shouldn'ts that we often are imposed on us by the people around us or society or that type of thing as well. We're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and we're going to explore how you can simplify your crystal and your essential oil work on the metaphysical level to get more out of that work. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back. I said after the break we'd dive in to explore how you can simplify your work with your crystals and your essential oils to get more out of them on a spiritual or a metaphysical kind of level. So let's start off a little bit with crystals. What I find is when people love crystals, they tend to, you know, collect and collect and collect and start hoarding them very, very early. And what they end up doing is, you know, I meet people all the time. They've got 10 in their pockets and nine in their handbag and four in their bras and that type of thing. And they've got crystals all around their home. And they're not too sure what that one is or what that one does anymore. And they get overwhelmed. It's almost as though they're speed dating their crystals. They're like, I can't remember that one's name. I don't know what that one's good for. I don't know anything like that. Or what you become, as I affectionately call you, is you become a crystal slut. Now, what I'm going to suggest to you is a bit of crystal monogamy. And the reason that I want to explain this is from my own experience 
on working with crystals in the past. So I was blessed for a little while to work in a crystal warehouse. Now, you've probably been into a crystal shop before and there's heaps of crystals in there. I want you to imagine a large warehouse with rows and rows and rows of crystals. And I consider myself to be a pretty healthy person, but it was interesting. When I was at this crystal warehouse, I'd get there in the morning at about 9 o'clock when I'd start, and by 9.30, I was in that tea room, and I was eating chocolate biscuits and cookies, and I'd have like, I'd polish off five in an hour type of thing. And then at lunch, I'm like, oh, can't be bothered with a salad. Let's get some hot chips or something really heavy. So what do you think was happening there? Why would that change? Well, because there's so much crystal energy around, I was finding that I was needing to ground myself. And there are many different ways to ground yourself, but some really easy ways are eating, drinking, or of course, putting our feet firmly on the earth, barefoot and that type of thing, but couldn't do that while I'm working. So that's why I was suddenly craving all this heavy food, fatty food, sugary food to try and ground and settle my energy. It was fascinating. We'd found, oh, I found in the time that I worked there that people with so many crystals around would have a, um, they've got a time limit. And the amount of people that couldn't remember their PIN numbers when they went to check out after purchasing at this warehouse was through the roof because they just could become scattered and conversations would be really quite, um, you know, after a while, I'm like, what are they on about type of thing? So this idea of having crystals around us all the time is a can be a little bit overwhelming. People imagine because I really love crystals, that, oh, you must have crystals around you and your house must be this crystal palace with crystals everywhere. And in fact, it's quite the opposite. What I've found is that having too many crystals around too much of the time lessens their power and can scatter you. Possibly, if you keep on eating hot chips like I was at the warehouse, too many crystals around too much of the time could make you fat. Maybe I need to release a, a diet, <laughs> kind of the no crystal diet. Um, but, you know, all, all jokes aside type of thing, I guess to give you a bit of an analogy, imagine that crystals are like wine. If you have two glasses of wine every night, you're probably not going to notice much of an impact. But if you don't drink through the week and then you have three glasses of wine on a Saturday night, you're going to be a little bit fabulous. Do you know what I mean? You'll feel it. So with crystals, what I do is I bring them out and I use them when I need them, when I'm going to be working with them. So around my house, most of the crystals are kept in one room. I have just a simple grid around my house house to protect it and to cleanse the energy uh, we'll cover that at a later date and i also have a couple of you know like i have a, a nice big rose quartz and an amethyst in my social lounge room where people gather just to create a nice energy but i don't have them everywhere type of thing one of the worst places i think that you can put your crystals is in your bedroom if you have too many crystals in your bedroom it's like having every crystal like a puppy dog and some of you you got 300 puppy dogs sitting in your room, all moving around at night and picking up the energy, especially around the full moon. Some people can sleep, but if you find that you're not sleeping well or you don't get a good quality sleep or you wake up exhausted, I would suggest taking the crystals out of the room. If you can't take them out of the room, at least put them in a cupboard or in a drawer where there's a bit of a blockage from them. So what I would recommend is just work with the crystals when you need them. Don't have to have them around all of the time. So I, when I'm at home and I work from home, so a lot of the time I don't wear crystals, I don't have any near me, but then when I'm going out or if I'm teaching a class or if I'm writing, that's when I'll bring a crystal in 
and I'll work with it. Now, which crystal do we work with? Well, as we come to get to know them, you'll know which is best. But again, it's really important to make sure that you don't have too many crystals. Sometimes I see people wearing jewellery and they'll have an amethyst on one hand and a citrine on the other. Now, that is like having a red bull to wash down a sleeping tablet and seeing what happens. Amethyst we know is nice and calming. Citrine is uplifting. So if you're going to work with several crystals or have several crystals around, look at what they're going to do. Look at their effect and go, okay, are they supporting each other or are they contrasting each other? Are they actually going to... And I find if you've got contrasting crystals around too much, you'll tend to feel a little bit scattered. I remember one lady, she had... Uh, I met her in Singapore, lovely lady, but had a ring on every finger, but not just one ring on every finger. That was on her, like, where we normally wear rings, but on the next kind of knuckle, she had another ring. So she had two rings per finger of all different crystals. And honestly, lovely lady, but very, very scattered and struggled to um, get sentences out. Just didn't know what was happening. Was all over the shop. Didn't know. So I would recommend if you're feeling scattered or that type of thing, cut down your crystals. The other great thing with a bit of crystal monogamy, just like when we're dating one person, we're giving one person all our attention, is we get to know them better. We get to deepen that relationship. We know we've heard other things. Other people have spoken about this person. Other people have written about this person or this crystal in this case, of course. But what's our relationship with that? And so this can be a really nice way to really understand your relationship with different crystals. Some people will have a really lovely, luscious relationship with a crystal. Others, it does nothing for them. But how are you going to find that out with a bit of crystal monogamy? So each time you get a new crystal or when you get a different crystal, just have that one crystal around you. Sit with it, meditate, wear it for a week and that type of thing and see what influence it has on you. As your crystal knowledge starts to grow, then you can definitely start to pair up crystals, wear a couple, wear three, play around combinations, see what happens and that type of thing. But you want to know the sum of the parts before, so you want to know the parts before you put them all together in a big sum. Does that make sense? Now, if you're kind of going, okay, Adam, but I want to have a few crystals, what's my maximum? What What do you reckon? I would say a maximum of two colors. Plus, maybe you can bring in some clear crystals and some black crystals as well, but maximum two colors at one time. Otherwise, you're probably putting too much energy into your body. It'll probably have a more detrimental effect. Play around with it. See how you go. So I choose my crystals based on what's happening astrologically um, on the time of the year. I tend to work with the wheel of the year and the chakras, whatever I'm focusing on. And of course, yes, people often ask me, I choose the crystal and then the outfit matches that as well. So you've got to make sure you've got clothes that will match the crystal you're working with at the same time as well kind of thing. So try that. Try, I guess, a challenge. Two challenges. You can try whichever one you like. One is just work with one crystal a week. Go, okay, this week I'm going to focus on amethyst. and I'm going to carry amethyst and I'm going to have it near me and I'm going to see what happens. And then once you're, you know, when there is a time of great need, time of great stress, you're like, right, I know that amethyst helps me to calm down. I know that blue lace agate helps me keep my 
um, communication calm, and I know that clear quartz helps me stay focused. I'm going to get those three and combine them together. But only until we've discovered these bit by bit can you know that combination as well. So that's one challenge, a bit of crystal monogamy. See if you can stick to one crystal for an entire week. The other challenge is try having a crystal-free week. If you love your crystals and you work with them a lot, try going without them. We are given these gifts of nature to support us, to help us, not to be a crutch or to rely on them, because then we're asking the crystal to do our work and not us to do our work and to grow as a spiritual person on a spiritual path. And so my three rules for a crystal-free week are no wearing crystals, no touching crystals, and all crystals out of the bedroom. So you don't have to get them all out of your house or anything like that, just not in your bedroom. And see how you go. And I, I do this challenge in different online courses that I offer, and I do it on my Facebook page occasionally, and it's probably the week that I get the most hate mail. Now, it, it's nice hate mail, but people are just like, oh, Adam, this is so hard, I can't do it. But I really like people to understand what their relationship and what their dependence is on their crystals. And if you can just draw on them when you need them, you're going to find the impact far greater than relying on it or wearing it all the time. So that's what I would recommend with your crystals. And when it comes to essential oils, it can be the same again. People, you know, suddenly their eyes open to the magic of essential oils and all the different healing that can happen with the body, the mind and the spirit. And they'll end up bringing in, you know, 10 new oils, 20 new oils a month and that type of thing. And what happens is I find they get despondent after a while because they're like, I've got all these oils and I'm not sure what to do with them. And they end up just sitting there and then you get upset because you spent so much money on their oils and then you stop buying them because it's been a waste of money. So again, try getting just a couple of oils each month, maybe four. Work out how you can fit them into either your daily or your weekly routine, whether they're great for sleep and maybe put them in your bedroom. Maybe you've got some great pure therapeutic grade essential oils like from uh, doTERRA and you add them to your water or your cooking and so they're best in the kitchen. Or maybe they're great for skincare. The cedarwood we spoke about before, blue tansy is amazing, palm rosa which we mentioned before. I love on my skin so they're great to have in the bathroom because when you put the oils where you're going to use them, you can get into the habit of using them more often than if you're, you know, if you're in a pretty case in your spare room and that type of thing as well. But again, as we start to bring oils in bit by bit and incorporate them into the, our lives, you'll find you're using them all the different time, but you'll come to understand them as well. Once again, once you understand each oil, what it does on a metaphysical level, meditating with it, just I will sit outside with one crystal and one oil, hold that crystal, inhale that oil, and see what happens. And I normally match what I believe would work well together, like the cedarwood and the... Um, and the red jasper that we talked about before. And just see what happens. Take it easy in that type of way as well. We've got to remember that with all these gifts of nature from crystals, essential oils, and other things we'll explore as these podcasts kind of evolve over time, these are gifted to us from nature. And I feel it's our responsibility to make sure we know how to use them, not just to collect them and have them clutter. And that's going to go back to what we were talking about before at the start of having too much rubbish around our house that we don't need and we're not using. If we can simplify our practice in the beginning to really appreciate and understand and know them, then 
we're actually valuing those gifts and the offerings that we get from the earth and the plants and the trees. So I hope that's given you a few ideas on how to simplify your life and the benefits of simplifying and not having to have, uh, by simplifying, I guess what's going to happen is you're going to actually appreciate each thing that you have a little bit more, especially your crystals and your essential oils. So my challenge until we meet again is try a bit of crystal monogamy and a bit of essential oil monogamy. Get to really know those gifts of the earth well. And in other words, just stop being a crystal and essential oil slut. Thank you so much for joining me on the blessed journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.